Okay, we're going to begin this next story. It's called Mini Truck to Hammersmith. It's a story from It's a Rum Life, Book 2, Boston, 1960-1970, and this story from 1964. It immediately follows a story called Madge the Motoring Legend. In 2011, we were told it was the 50th anniversary of the birth of the Austin Morris Mini Pickup Truck. Consequently, it must have been the same anniversary for the minivan too, as they both appeared in the same year. The Project You can read something of the experiences of driving a minivan in other tales from the Lincolnshire Standard uh, in It's Room Life Book 2. This mini pickup story is a total one-off as the truck was borrowed from a friend of my father's to undertake a trip to Aylesbury and recover a 1955 Lambetta LD150 motor scooter belonging to father's sister Madge. The erstwhile scooter had suffered a bent chassis and other mortal damage after being in collision with the limousine propelling the Lord Mayor of Aylesbury on his official duties. Madge had actually ended up being incarcerated in the very hospital where she was working, Stoke Mandeville, after fracturing her femur in her doubtless heroic efforts to prevent the scooter suffering even worse damage. Madge's motoring exploits could fill a book all of their own. Highlights can be followed in Madge, a motoring legend. Back to our mini truck. I was living at the family home at the time, Bridge House, Swineshead Bridge, eight miles or so west of Boston in the general direction of Sleaford. The truck lived on the farm owned by Les and his family at Wrangell. 11 miles east of Boston, on the road to Skegness. I'd collected the truck at about 6pm and promised to have it back on the farm for the beginning of work at 7.30am the next day. Being young and in love, and unbeknown to anyone else, I had planned a little extra trip. My fiancée Ruth was working at Queen Charlotte's Maternity Hospital in West London, and I figured that after collecting the scooter, I could make it there to see her for a few minutes and deliver some gifts. What difference an extra hundred miles or so when you're young? The journey to Aylesbury was uneventful, but loading the badly battered scooter on my own was a job and a half. It was about 9pm by the time I left Aylesbury. Could I still make it to London before the hospital closed their doors for the night to visitors to the nurse's home. Problems. I thought I could, but that was without making allowances for the weather. What difference would the weather make, you may ask? London is less than an hour away, but in a Mark I mini-truck, the weather I encountered put hours on my journey. It was one thirty in the morning by the time I rolled into Goldhawk Road and stopped at the hospital main gates to explain my predicament to the night watchmen who were highly amused but unrelenting. The bad weather began almost as I left Aylesbury. Thunderclouds rolled in as black as black could be. 
The lightning began, followed by the thunder and torrential rain. It was the rain that stopped me. Continuous, heavy downpours that drummed on the road and even louder on the roof of the pickup truck. As the rain fell so hard, the roads quickly became flooded and then the dips in the road became deep lakes and the truck truck stopped at every one. One of the main design faults of the Mark I Mini, car, truck, van or what have you, was that the distributor that sends a spark to each spark plug in turn was positioned on the front face of the engine just under the bonnet catch and immediately behind that smart designed serrated grille in the front of the vehicle. Mark One Mini Design to those of you not frightfully interested in car design, I do, I do need to explain a little of why this revolutionary new minicar design was so different. Most cars up to this time in 1959 had their engines mounted front to back and they drove the back wheels. They had a radiator in the very front and air came in through the normal smart slotted grille in the front to keep it cool. This grille in the mini range of vehicles did not actually influence or assist the radiator which was at the side of the engine and had its own air inlet. I suppose it was to allow air to flow past the engine and anyway as most other cars still had their radiator located in the front of the engine it was what folk were used to seeing. This nice slotted arrangement brought with it untold problems in the rain. It quite simply allowed all the rain and spray to pass into the engine compartment, duly propelled by the forced current of air. This very quickly saturated the whole engine electrical system and caused the engine to create to cease creating a spark and consequently became a dead lump of metal in seconds. Add to this my problem of excessive rain forming the lakes in the road. The Mini was so low to the ground, it ploughed into the deep water, difficult to see due to the darkness of the storm and sheets of blinding rain. After the first two or three sessions of getting out of the truck in the deeper water, lifting the bonnet and trying to shield the distributor from the driving rain while holding a torch, removing the distributor cap and all the spark spark leads, then taking them into the truck to dry them with rapidly saturated handkerchiefs and shirt tails, I should really have realised I was beaten and headed for home. As I mentioned before, I was in love, and my love, I thought, was still accessible, even if just for a few minutes. Foolish, impractical thoughts, those were. It took me four hours to get to London, and even then only because the rain began to ease, and not only could I eventually see where I was going, but I was not stopping so frequently. Thwarted again. The apparition that arrived at the hospital gates must have caused some concern. I was saturated. The truck was plastered in mud and dirt, inside and out, and hanging out of the back of this strange little vehicle was a badly battered and bent motor scooter. After much pleading, 
The night staff accepted my gifts for Ruth and I very despondently began my weary way out of London to the north. By now I was really tired and had to stop for some rest. It was 6.30am by the time I arrived at the family home. I pushed the scooter off the back of the truck and began to try and make it look something like the vehicle I had borrowed just a few hours before. I arrived at the farm half an hour late to endure the wrath of the farmer who was under pressure to get out into the fields in his truck and direct his labour force. I escaped before I had to answer too many embarrassing questions. There we are. Hope you enjoyed that little story brought to you by Cracker Books, written and read by Keith Sanders. Now we have a new ending to all these stories. Because of COVID, we decided to close our shop. So you can't buy anything now that we produce. Um, you can get them all on the internet and download them free of charge. There are almost 200 of these audio stories. There's about 100 videos and there are nine complete books. You can download them free of charge to any device of your own choice. You can find all the links on our new website. The address is www.itsarumlife.com The spelling is I-T-S-A-R-U-M-L-I-F-E dot com it's a rumlife.com. There we are. There's hours of entertaining, listening and reading on those, on those different sites. Um, do have a good look and thank you for listening to this story. <laughs>